back in 1980, way back in 1980, two hockey-playing brothers from Minnesota started a company in their parents' basement in Minneapolis. And the company's name was, it's a good Minnesota name, Ole's Innovative Sports. Now, you might know the company by another name, Rollerblade. Company eventually sold and uh, changed the name to Rollerblade. Well, I was a teenager in the 80s. I was a teenager when Rollerblades came on the scene. And I remember the day when my friend Pete talked me into trying my Rollerblades for the first time at Afton State Park. Now, um, I had never been to Afton State Park before, but I had heard of Afton Alps Ski Area. And so a little voice inside my head said, if I'm going to learn how to rollerblade, I don't want to learn how to rollerblade on a place that is adjacent to Afton Elps Ski Area. But my friend Pete said, don't worry about it. You know, there's lots of these trails that are really easy and smooth, and, and you'll have a great time. And, and so I said, okay, I'll give this a shot. So we, we got in my car, we piled in a bunch of my buddies, and, and we said, let's... let's Let's go. Now, now, the problem I had with these rollerblades is I had learned how to roller skate. And uh, I wasn't great at that or anything like that, but I had gone to Cheap Skate Roller Rink uh, by Cottage Grove, Minnesota, growing up. And those skates, the brake is where? It's on the front. And so I pulled my rollerblades. We got to the parking lot at Afton State Park. I pulled my, my rollerblades out of the box. I mean, they still had the tissue paper on them and everything, right? I pull them out, put them on. I, I'm trying this whole rollerblading thing in the parking lot, and I just couldn't get that braking, that rear braking thing. Rollerblades get, had the brakes on the back. So my friend Pete's like, come on, come on, you're good, let's go. And I'm like, well, the problem is with the let's go part is I can't stop, right? And, and, and he said, no problem, no problem, because what you can always do if you get into trouble is just go off into the grass. You don't look all that graceful, but you'll come to an eventual stop. So I'm, all right, that's cool. And, and I looked at the trail, and uh, these are just pictures I pulled. We didn't have cameras and stuff that we could bring with us and do this back in the day. But I pulled some pictures. These are off of Afton State Park's website. The trail looks something like this. I look at the path. Path looks smooth. Path looks easy. Yep, there's some grass I can pull off. So off we go on this trail. Well, as we're going along this path, all of a sudden this happens. And I don't know if you can see it in the picture, so let me describe this. Do you see how you see sky on one side? That's because there's a cliff on one side. So my, half of my options as far as slowing down are now gone because I would speed up if I went off that cliff, all right? Well, what you can't see from this here is the trail I was on, it didn't have kind of this smooth-ish side. It, it seemed steep, especially as it became a blur because the, the path started to have a decline. So I'm going faster and faster, and these trees on this other side are whipping by me, and it looks like there's thorns and probably grizzly bears and everything else. And there's no way that at the speed I'm going now, I can pull off onto this side either. So I got no options to slow down. My only thing is, all right, kind of get those feet shoulder-width apart and ride this thing out. So I'm picking up speed, and I'm picking up speed, and the trail's getting steeper and steeper and steeper, and then came the steps. This, again, is a picture. And they weren't steps going up. They were steps going down. I guess steps go either way, I suppose, depending on your perspective. But they were going down. And my hands, I did this really graceful fall like this, ah, you know. 
my hands took the brunt of it, and I lost the skin on, um, on this hand and this hand, but the worst part wasn't even that. It was the gravel that got under the skin, and having, if you ever had to do that, pick this, the gravel out, you have to peel back the skin, pick the gravel. So my hands are a bloody mess, and, and I'm not going to let someone drive my car back. So I'm thinking, how do I bandage my wounds? Well, fortunately, it was the 80s. We had socks that went up to a, you know, about mid-thigh. And so I took my 80s socks, socks, thinking I'm this bright guy. I wrap them around my wounds. We drive everyone else home. I drop them all off. I lived in the country, so it's probably a couple hours before we got everybody dropped off and I get home. So now what I hadn't thought about were these cotton socks that I had on my wounds, dried. So now I'm pulling that off. And the worst part, again, wasn't the pulling it off. It was the picking all of the fibers out of your, you know, hands. And, and, and there is a point to this story. Um, if you've ever had an experience similar to this, you'll know that I'm speaking truth when, when I say these words, that your direction determines your destination. That path had one destination the steps. And it was predetermined that if I stayed on the path that I was on, I was going to come to those steps. Just the nature of me getting on that path, heading that direction, the outcome was predetermined. And the outcome did not end well because there were steps there, right? May I present to you for your consideration this morning that media can be like that. That there are certain paths with your media that if you go on that path, the outcome, it's predictable. It's predictable. And it's not going to end well. If you don't make a U-turn on that path, it's not going to end well. Let me give you a couple examples, obvious ones. If you send an email to somebody when you're really, really angry at them, is that going to end well? No, right? Not going to end well. Don't send an email to somebody when you're really, really angry with them. It's not going to end well. If you get a sketchy-looking link from a questionable source that comes into your email account, are you going to click that link? Is that going to end well? You click that link from, you know, sketchy source, sketchy-looking link, not going to end well. If you're looking at stuff online that you don't want anyone else to find out about, if you've got this secret habit or addiction and you're thinking, I don't want anyone else to ever find out that I'm going to these places, is that going to end well? No, it won't end well. There are certain paths when it comes to life, when it comes to media. You start down that path. If you stay on that path, it's not going to end well. Someone's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get hurt. Last week, when we were in here, Nick gave us a great message talking about just, you know, sometimes with media, it's just the fact that we're watching too much or we're consuming too much. That was last week, just talking about the volume. Today, I want to shift the focus to content. Are there some media behaviors that you have that you should consider opting out of? Are there some that you should just consider, you know what, this is not going to take me where I want to go? The scripture I'd like to look at today comes from a chapter of the Bible. I don't think we've ever taught on this one before. It's Proverbs chapter 7. So if you have your Bibles, let's open up. We're going to spend most of our time here in Proverbs chapter 7. If you don't have a Bible at home, we'd love to give you one free today. We keep a stack of them at that table and that table. Those are there for you. It's a gift, so we'd love for you to take that. Now, I, I want to backtrack a little bit. I said if you have your Bible with you, open up. Not if you're under 13. 
If you are under 13, I want you to close that Bible back up, hand it to your parents, and you guys can have a conversation because I'm going to talk in code a little bit here. Today, we have the kids here with us. So parents, if you just opened up to pay, uh, chapter 7, you went, whoa. You know, I, that's understandable. Don't worry, I'll do my best. We will have the family-friendly version. So if you are under the age of uh, 13, here, please look up at the screen as we uh, take on some really challenging material here, but do our best to do so in a family-friendly manner. Here we go, Proverbs chapter 12, starting with verse 7. Now, I want to set this up just a little bit. What's happening in this chapter is you have a wise father a wise and loving father. And this wise and loving father is talking to his son. It starts off talking to his son, then he expands it later to he says sons. And he's got this heart for his son or sons. And he wants to pass along some really important advice, some things that he's seen, some paths that he's seen other people go down. And he says, son, if you go down that path, the outcome is predictable. It will not end well. All right, so that's what's going on here. So here we go, Proverbs chapter 7, verses 1 through 3. And I'm just going to close this Bible here, and we'll go with the family-friendly version. You'll notice my edits in the brackets, all right? So far, it's not that hard. Uh, my son, keep my words. Store up my commands within you. Keep my commands, and you will live. Guard my teachings as the apple of your eye. Now, what we're reading here is an English translation of Hebrew text, and that phrase, apple of your eye, they don't have a phrase, the apple of your eye, in, in the Hebrew language. What it literally was in Hebrew is it says, the little man in your eye, which might sound, yeah, it's kind of weird. What they're talking about is if you turn to somebody next to you, look at look them in the eye, and you see that little circle, that little black circle. What's that called, kids? What's that called, that little black circle in your eye? What's it called? Pupil, you're right. That's what he's talking about. That's the little man in your eye. He says, this Peace, this part of you that focuses, because that's what that pupil does. It focuses. He says, guard my teachings like that, like they're the apple of your eye. Son, focus on what I'm about to say. What I'm about to say, this is really, really important. Get that little man on your eye. Focus, because this matters. I'm going to tell you about something that I've seen with my own eyes that does not end well. I don't want you to have to go through this. So focus on what I'm about to say. And then he starts to share the story of a young man who chose the wrong path. He says this, continuing on with verse 7, At the window of my house I looked down, and I noticed among the young men a youth who had no sense. He was going down the street near Shady Lady's Corner, walking along in the direction of her house at twilight, at the day, as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in. Now, I've mentioned before in here that there's some times where there's these cues that the original audience would have heard those cues, and when they heard those cues, they would have been, this is the Jaws music. This is something bad is going to happen. And these cues about walking along that direction at night, that's a cue something bad. And this is the Jaws music. Hey, be on alert because this guy is in the wrong place at the wrong time. He is not walking in wisdom like we talked about last week. He's doing the opposite. He's not walking carefully like an acrobat like we talked about last week. He is walking the wrong place, wrong time. He's being foolish. He shouldn't be where he is. You know, I think about our series that we're in on media. How easy is it for us to, to be where we shouldn't? Sometimes you're where you think you should be, and it's, you're just a click away from where you shouldn't be. You know, but be, there's a warning here when it comes to media of just being so cautious 
be careful where you are when you're watching certain things, if you think you'll be tempted. If you know that you're going to put yourself one click away where you don't want to put yourself, be really careful. If you know you struggle with a certain thing, be careful consuming media that, that might put you at the wrong place at the wrong time. All right, continuing on with verse 11. So he's in the wrong place at the wrong time, and then out came the shady lady. In the street, in the market, at every corner she lurks. She took hold of him and she kissed him. And with a brazen face she said, Today I've filled my vows and I've got food from my offering at home. Now, if we had more time, if we didn't have to speak in code, it would be really interesting to take you to Proverbs chapter 1. In fact, if you are above the age of 13, you got your Bible, you might want to look at Proverbs 1.20 and then look at 7.12 and compare the language. This is on purpose. There's a contrast that's happening here because in 120, you've got wisdom is using the same language here. He's talking about wisdom and he's using the same language. He's like, wisdom cries out from the street. Wisdom cries out from the market. Wisdom is out there crying out. Are you going to listen to wisdom? Because if you don't, you're going to listen to this other voice. And why is this other voice going to be screaming so long, loud? Because she's brazen. What a great word, brazen, and that actually is a great interpretation here. The Hebrew word has a range of meaning that can mean more than that. It can mean strong, it can mean fierce, but brazen fits the context well because what Shady Lady did was a brazen move. At that time, in that place, for a woman to walk up to a guy, give him a big kiss in public, whoa, that was bold. But this woman was going to be bold because she knew if I'm bold, I'm going to get what I want. From this guy. I know what to say. I know what to do. If I do these things, he'll follow me down this path. Do we have any media that is brazen? Do we have any media that'll do something just bold to get our attention? Do we have media that, that will try to manipulate us to get what it wants from us? Now, the most disturbing part of this passage is actually this last part. Today, I've fulfilled my vows. I have food for my offering at home. Let me read a little bit more, and then let me comment on that. Picking up with verse 15, this is brazen, shady lady continues. She says, so I came out to meet you. It's the first rule of advertising. Make it all about you, right? So I came out to meet you. I looked for you. I found you. She's well-trained, right? And then she says this, she says, let's misuse the gifts that God's given us together. That comes right after the other part that I said I was going to come back to. It comes right after she gets done saying, hey, today I fulfilled my vows. I, I've had my offerings. I, me, God and I are good. So let's misuse the gifts he's, he's given us. You know, the, the, several of the scholars that I looked at, they said this offering that she's referring to is most likely what's called a peace offering, which is meant to be this offering that you make to have peace with God, an offering that you make that's supposed to increase your communion with God, your intimacy with God, your, your relationship with God. And so here she is. She, she, she's brazen enough to go through a religious activity and then violate the very principles and commands of her scripture that her religion teaches her 
you know, and, and it's easy to point those fingers. I heard someone once say, if you're going to point, point like this, because, you know, if you're pointing this way, it's most of our fingers are pointing back at you. So, well, this is one you've got to point back at yourself if you're going to point to her, because everybody in this room has done this, where we, if you're a, a Christian person, you've engaged in Christian activities, and then you've used media, which is a gift that God's given us, You've used it in ways that weren't God-honoring. Every one of us have, have done that. And so let's, let's learn more from this text about what we can do if we fall into, when we fall into that trap. So the wise father, he, he continues on, and he says this, starting with verse 21. With persuasive words, she led him astray. She reeled him in with her smooth talk. All at once, he followed her like an ox going to a steakhouse, like a deer stepping in front of a hunter's arrow, like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it'll cost him his what? His life. She's reeling him in. Is this serious business? Yes. This is serious business. Shady lady wants to lead us down a path that isn't just in her best interest, it's not in ours. There's a lot on the line here. So the wise father now expands his discussion, not just singular to son. He says, sons, daughters, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. Don't let your heart turn to her ways. Don't stray onto her paths. Many are the victims that she has brought down. Her slain are a mighty Wrong. Her house is a highway to the grave. And this is as serious as serious gets in this life and the next. Which then begs the question, if it's this serious, where is your media leading you? Is it leading you to the place you really want to end up? Or is some of your media or some of your media behaviors, are they taking you down a path that you really don't want to be on? That's a question for us today. And let me just give you three examples of some signs that, that might indicate, hey, you're going down a path that you don't want to be on. All right? Here's some thoughts. We could offer more than these. It's not an exhaustive list. But here's, here's a couple that I'd ask you to consider. Number one is this. And there's a place to write these in your notes if you'd like. Are you engaging in behavior that God says no to? And how often we forget this. We go, oh, God doesn't say no to any of it because there were no TVs, there was no electronics. Yeah, but there's behaviors. And here's a couple of them. Here's some examples. And if you'd, you'd like, I, um, if you're not, I'm going to have to go kind of fast. If you don't have time to write down these references, I'd encourage you to come up. If you'd like to, to fact check me, please do. I want you to fact check me. Take a look at these. Take a look at them in context. I believe these are things that, that God didn't just say no to those people at that time in that place. I, be, I believe that these are ones that he would say, hey, this isn't good for you either. Number one, gossip and slander. Isn't that like 25% of everything that's out there? If you're engaging in gossip, not just somebody you know, if you're reading celebrity gossip, if you're leading, reading political gossip, that's gossip. If you're passing along slanderous accusations, God forbids that. Number two, crass language and joking. We forget that's in the scripture. Our, our society right now, it's just so commonplace. In churches, you know, in churches. I'm just not holding our, ourselves to a higher standard with our tongues. You know, the book of James says, hey, do you, are you going to praise God with those lips and then are you going to, you know, use them for less than noble ways? Passing along doctrine that isn't sound, that's huge. Oh, my goodness. I, I, every week someone's forwarded me something. They're going, oh, pastor, did you see this? This was so well articulated. You know, and, and they'll send me something and there's Bible verses all over it, but it is not sound. 
It's not sound. Are you fact-checking these sources before you pass things along? Are you comparing them to other things that people are saying that can sound so good but aren't right? And then this one, selecting teachers that suit your own pas passions. Um, what they're talking about there is, are you just listening to and, and watching and viewing and consuming stuff that already feeds what you already believe? And when someone says something to you that's challenging, that's true, are you just, I don't want to listen to them? And that can be a dangerous thing. Or are you trying to listen to multiple voices as you seek truth? Not saying they're all the same and they're all speaking truth. They're not. But are you, are you, are you opening yourself and listening to the other side of the, of the story? Or are you just selecting teachers that suit your own passions? Here's a couple more examples. Are you engaging in behaviors that dishonor your parents? The Bible is so clear on that. Honor your father and mother. Are you listening to things out of rebellion? I mean, a couple of the shows that, that we've said no to um, at, at home are, are when we see them crossing this line too much, when they're just making parents look like fools. I do that well enough on my own. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need, um, you know, the Disney Channel to, to help me with that. I, uh, I'm, I'm good at that on my own. They know that we're, we're not perfect or anything like it. But are you engaging in things that just dishonor your folks? Are you engaging behaviors that threaten unity in Christ? Are you forward in things? Are you sending emails? Are you sending messages? Are you doing things that, that, that are not helpful? Helpful is go to that person. Helpful is not make it a big public deal, which actually ties into the next one, behaviors that damage our witness to the world. You know what? Take the stuff offline. Take the discussions offline. Don't, don't just have all that ugliness out there that's not helpful, that's not God-honoring. And then here's another one. This one, you know what I'm talking about um, if you're over 13. If not, take a look at Matthew 5. Spells it out. You should not look at others in a way that you should only look at your husband and wife. Period. All right, so there's some examples. And here's, here's a second question. Here's another sign in addition to that one. A sign that you might be engaging in, in, um, in behaviors that are not helping you. And if you're not a believer, you know, I know there's people in here that, that don't profess be a Christian, and I'm so thrilled and honored that you'd be here with us. If you couldn't relate to the first one, maybe you can relate to this one. Is your media working against things that you're working on? Just something that simple. Are you trying to make changes in your life? And if so, is your media helping you with that? Or is it working against it? I know one of the things that I'm constantly working on is trying to have more time for my family and the things and the people that matter most. And I can't remember if it was you or, or Andra that... Um, one day, you guys, one of you walked past me, and I was playing Kingdom Rush, this little game um, that I used to like to play. And, and one of you walked by, and you said, Dad, you're addicted. And I'm like, what, what should I do in that situation? I should delete that game. And so I deleted that game, and I don't really play games anymore. You know? And so the, I needed to do that, because one of the things I'm working on is to have more time for them. If I'm addicted to a game, it's taking it away. Um, along those lines, maybe you want to become more content with the things that you have. If you want to be more content with the things you have, are you consuming a whole lot of media that makes you less content? Are you getting all these ads that say, buy now, you need this? Are you watching shows that maybe even aren't trying to tell you something, but you're watching these people that have clothes that are nicer than your clothes, houses that are nicer than your house, vehicles that are nicer than your vehicles, gadgets that are nicer than your Is it making you less content? If you want to be more content and you're consuming things that are less content, making you less content, do you see that there's a breakdown there? in what you want and where you're going. A another example that fits along these themes. Most of us want to protect our loved ones from strangers. Are you allowing any behaviors 
or promoting any behaviors that are doing the opposite, that are allowing strangers access to your loved ones. I, I've talked to several family, families that have just pulled cable altogether. I've talked to other families that said at night, it's kind of like the Old West, they had the gun check. At night, it's device check. All the devices go into a predetermined area that we, you, they don't, the kids don't have access to at night. So there's not that temptation to look at it. You know, are, are you doing things like that? Are you putting up the, the safety barriers? I know they take a lot of work, and I know you have to change them every five minutes because these guys can figure them out, right, before we can. But are you taking as many steps, as much as it depends on you, are you taking steps to protect your loved ones from things that might harm them? Another thing along these lines, maybe some of you are thinking, I need more recreation in my life, not recreation, not just entertainment. I need recreation. I need to be replenished. I need to be restored. I need to be recharged. It is so tempting to just go and, and, and turn on the TV. I, I get it. I know it. I'm tempted all the time. It just, I just want to unplug. Have we ever stopped to think that maybe that's not accomplishing the purpose that we think it is as, as well as some other things could? Maybe it just provides you a chance to tune out, but is it actually restoring the same way that exercise would or the same way that an extra hour of sleep would or the same, hour that, the same way that conversation would or whatever your personality is like, inspirational music or reading? Are there some things that maybe aren't as easy, they don't give you that quick fix, but long-term they recreate, they restore, they regenerate, they replenish? You know, if you're trying to get more of that, perhaps... The way you're consuming media is not being helpful. Do you see where I'm going with this? Do you have media in your life? You're working on this. I want to have more pure thoughts. I want to speak with less crass language. I want to think of people not as the enemy, but I want to think of them as, as someone who's been deceived. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the powers and principalities in this world. If you want to be thinking different, living different, are, are, there, are there media choices that are taking you down the path that is contrary to the one you want to be on? Let me give you one more. And this one, all of these matter. This one is particularly frustrating to me. Does your media make a wrong choice seem like the right thing to do? Are you consuming any media that makes the wrong choice seem like the right thing to do? Hollywood is so good at this. So good at this. Several months ago, um, Someone gave us tickets to go see uh, the movie Catching Fire on the night it came out. The movie itself has a lot of great themes, a lot of great themes um, to it, and it was good. So I'm not talking about the movie right now. What I'm going to talk about is what happened before the movie. We're in this movie theater, and what, I mean, more than half of the group was probably under the age of 16, Bridget, you think? It was just filled with a lot of young people, all excited for this premiere, right? And they're talking, and they're texting, and all this, and then the lights go down, and the trailers come up. And I haven't gone to many teeny bopper movies, you know, lately. I was shocked at, at what they were putting up on the screen. I expected some of it. Some of it, I was just shocked. And I'm watching this one trailer after another, one trailer after another, one trailer after another. And I'm just thinking, the young people especially in this room, they don't have a shot if they're consuming this day after day after day. Have you ever sat to the end of a movie all the way to the end of the credits? If you haven't, do that sometime. And as you're watching that, think about this. All of those people, all of those people spent months and millions to bring you on a path for two hours. They're really good at what they do. And they can make something that's wrong seem right. 
And as I'm watching these shows with pretty-looking people wearing really nice-looking clothes, and every word is scripted, and every camera angle is set, and everything is this, and they end up often making happy endings when that ending will not end happy. I'm just, I'm just dying watching this. In fact, it was the only time um, ever where I had to come out of the theater and say, can I find a manager and just talk? Especially one trailer in particular that I'm shocked wasn't, that content wasn't rated R. I said, you know, there was a whole lot of 12 and 13 year olds in there. And, and have you watched the trailers? And I know it's not your decision to make, but I just need to say something as a person who works with young people, as a person who's watched people follow those examples and what it's done to their life. And so I had that conversation. Then we stepped out in the parking lot, what, 11 o'clock at night or something like that. We hopped up going to the parking lot, and it was 11 o'clock at night at Rosedale Mall, and the parking lot was filled. It looked like Christmas week, right? And not only full, there's buses coming in. And I'm just, my heart is just, I'm feeling like the father from this proverb who just wants to stand up on the soapbox, although it wouldn't have done any good. Who's crazy man standing up on the soapbox there? I wanted to just say, you guys, do you not get it? If you, if those trailers, just close your eyes and go la, 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 la till the movie starts. And when you go home, don't go on YouTube and watch all those videos that are going to make something that isn't helpful look like it's something that you want. Because you don't. Because I've seen what happens when people go down that path with their boyfriend. I've seen what happens when they go down that path when it comes to spending. I see what, when, when it comes to violence as the answer. I've seen what happens when people go down that path. Revenge. I've seen what happens when they go down that path. Trying to be the cool kid. I've seen what happens when they go down that path. All right. I get a little passionate about this. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it was funny. Jim, Jim, after one of the services, I think it was the last time we talked about this topic, he goes, you wouldn't happen to have two daughters by any chance, <laughs> would you? Oh. Next week, Next week, when, when Nick shares, he's going to share about things that we should opt into. He's going to be talking about media that is life-giving, and that's an important teaching. But as we close today, what I want you to consider is, is there anything that you should opt out of? Before we talk about opting in, are there some things you should opt out of? Here's, a, here's the last passage I want to give to you. It's in your notes. It's so important that Proverbs says it twice in the same words. 22.3.27.12 says this, a wise person sees danger and they take refuge. A fool keeps going and pays the penalty. Here's what a fool does. What a fool does is it takes the no U-turn sign and they put it here if they like the media. It's entertaining. It's enjoyable. My friends are watching it. I'm not turning and going the other way. I'll be fine. Or it doesn't affect me that much. That's what a foolish person does. A foolish person just keeps going on a path that is taking you down a place you don't want to go. We can't work everything out here today. No way. I mean, for some of you, it's going to be as simple as just deleting. Some of you, it's going to be as simple as just deleting something. For others, there's an addiction. And there's going to be a lot of steps after today. But here's the one step that I want to encourage you to take, and I just did it. Put the no U-turn sign here instead of there or anywhere else. Put your no U-turn sign here to say, today, by God's grace, with the help of his spirit and his people, I want to set out to follow God and follow his best and follow his ways. 
And if I find myself on any other path, if the Spirit convicts me of that, then what I will do is I will turn from that other path and turn back to God. There will be no area of my life, not media, not relationships, not money, nothing else that I will go on that path and say, I'm not turning from this. You can have everything else, God, but I'm going to hold on to this. A wise person, a wise person says, God, I'll follow you. No turning back. You're the one thing that I will pursue at all costs. And if I do find myself on any other path, that's when I'll turn. The Bible calls that repentance. So as we close today, I want to give you an opportunity to just come before God and just ask that question. God, is there anything that you would have me to opt out of today? So as we close, would you please stand? We'll give you that opportunity here. We won't have you share it with anyone else unless you feel that that would be helpful. Just you and God. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you love us enough to tell us hard truth. Thank you for that. And I pray that you help us who bear your image to be able to do the same, that when we need to speak to someone, that we could speak the truth in love, that we would love them enough to do that and not just let them walk down a way that you warn us not to walk down. But Father, right now, would you help us bring to mind anything that you would have us to opt out of? Are there any songs that we should delete? Are there any DVDs that we should throw away? Are there any TV shows that we should stop watching? Is there something bigger than that? Should we drop cable? Should we, should we do something differently with our devices? God, would you help us right here, right now, August 17, 2014, just about noon, would you give us the courage and conviction to say, God, today, right here, right now, I commit to following you. My only no-U-turn no sign in life is you, following you. Any other path, Holy Spirit, convict me. Any other path, Holy Spirit, send consequences. Holy Spirit, any other path, if I'm on it, do whatever it takes to bring me back in line with what brings life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Walk that out. Next steps. If you'd like someone to pray with you about this or anything, we have people who would love to pray with you. Otherwise, have a great week. God bless you. We'll see you soon.